Hello and welcome back to another episode of Henry Weston's Old Mate, the podcast. I'm joined by someone from Twitter. Uh, his name's Ben Nib. Um, we've we've exchanged a few DMs in the past, but I asked Ben if he'd like to come on and have a chat about all things Twitter and all things Ben, really. So before we get over and meet Ben, um, if you are watching us on YouTube, please obviously like this video and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening to us on a podcast provider such as Apple, Spotify, Amazon or Google, please follow the show, like the show, give us a five star review. And if you could share it about, we'd very much appreciate it. We do have a buy me a coffee page set up, allowing people to make small financial donations if they so wish. Uh, right. That's the boring stuff. Ben, ben Nib. Uh, people who follow me, I've done some work with Craig, the landlord in the past. So people will probably be surprised to see us chatting, but it's, this isn't going to be a profile piece as such, but we're going to get to know you. Um, firstly, how are you, sir? Secondly, thank you for joining us. And once you've told us how you are, if you could just introduce yourself as best or as worse as you can, mate. Um, so I'm uh, Ben, I'm doing fine actually, thank you. Yeah, I'm on annual leave, just got the 12 days off, um, not going to do anything. I've overworked, to be honest, I need a break, so I'm just having a break, <laughs> just doing a whole lot of nothing, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I'm Ben, I'm 38 this year, believe it or not. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just sort of, yeah, I've used Twitter for a laugh. I post some really stupid, cringy videos, um, which people seem to enjoy. So I just carry on doing it. And I enjoy it as well. It makes me laugh. Is it? I, I, I'm not into music at all or musical instruments. Is it a ukulele you're famed for uh, playing? Well, I've tried to play it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a ukulele. So it's a ukulele. So you'd probably be best known for your ukulele and your love of Heineken. Uh, we'll get we'll get on to that a bit later. But um, I have noticed from obviously since I followed you, really, you do refer back to your sort of hometown um, over in Margate there. Or you're not there now, are you? But I'm just I'm just down the road, uh, sort of around the coast of Deal. So we sort of grew up on. I'm 42. So I was 1980. You'd have been 1984, I guess. But yeah. Um, so we sort of grew up in Kent around the same time. Just share with us what was, because probably someone from Deal, I'd have probably taken the piss out of you being Planet of Thanet. I'd have, what was what was growing up in Margate like uh, in the 80s, mate? Uh, well, Margate, yeah, it's a very, <laughs> yeah, people probably would have had a perception of it when, like, back in those days. Obviously, it's up and coming now. But, um, yeah, it's a great place. I've got some great friends from there and I always will have. And I have some wonderful memories back in Margate. You know, it's, it was like quite a deprived area back in the time. We had a great fun. Yeah. Uh, we just, everyone in that town, it's good spirit. Um, I left there because I wanted to, basically I wanted to earn some more money. <laughs> it's really, I wanted to, and I wanted to see new sites. I wanted to come to the city. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, Margaret was a great place. Some very, yeah, interesting characters. Well, I mean, Only Fools and Horses were down there many years ago, weren't they? And yeah. um, it was, I say, probably maybe the age, 70s into the 80s, it would have been, it would have been famed for the typical British holiday before we all started jumping on planes and getting five million pesetas to the pound and we could go to Spain and live it up for two weeks for 25 quid. I mean, down here on the Kent coast was, was a place to visit really. And yeah. I, I certainly had a wonderful sort of upbringing 
uh, just just around the corner. So you touched on the fact that you took yourself off. You moved to London. So so how long ago was that, mate? Uh, it's coming up for five years. I think in July next month. So okay. now, yeah, you just so you just packed the old job in and headed to the bright lights of the city. Yeah, well, I was with my then fiance at the time. And uh, like that all sort of ended. We had a bit of misfortune, we sort of grew apart. And I just thought, I'm getting out of here. Because before I met her, my plan was to move to the city anyway. But yeah. then I met her and I stayed in Margate. Okay. So I was like, I'm getting out of here. So I came to London. It was horrible, to be honest, when I first came here. like Because of the situation I was in. And I was desperate to get out. So I got my job before I had anywhere to live. I didn't really have a pot to piss in, so I stayed in a lot of hostels and stuff like that. Um, and then, yeah, just went from there, really. Like, um, I just built up from there, got somewhere to live, and then just, yeah, started to feel a bit human again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, something like that, a, 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 a partnership sort of breakup is, is a rough old time. Not much gets rougher than that, does it? And then moving somewhere, no, no friends as such, and certainly not having anywhere to to sort of lay your head regularly for the first period must have been, but you, you, you're still there. So you stuck it out. Um, and again, anyone from Twitter who follows you, will know you've got the huge love for, for football and the Tottenham Hotspur. So was that, was that sort of a bit of a driving force or was that a, a, a fortunate coincidence, mate? Um, it was kind of fortunate that I got the place that I got that was so close. I was sort of in between the two Arsenal and Tottenham. But now I'm sort of, I'm in Hornsey, so I'm still, yes, kind of in between the two. But I can get to the ground within 20 minutes, so it's perfect. So you're a season ticket holder? I was. I, I didn't renew. Um, I don't know why, to be honest. There were some factors. I started getting put work in Saturdays again, but that looks like it's phased out a bit. And I think I made a bit of a mistake because I think we're going to start doing well. And is it, I mean, I know your your rivals, a, a guy I in, uh, chatted with a couple of weeks ago, Luke, um, he's an Arsenal season ticket holder and he travels down from the Midlands. But is it similar at Spurs? He reckons, you know, he, do, he doesn't want to give up his season ticket because he will then be, be on the end of a 20-year waiting list. Is it similar at Spurs? It doesn't look to be at the minute. I'm still on my membership and I know people that can get... I, I'll still, I, I would predict that I'll still be going every week like I was. Yeah. So I'm still on membership and I know people that can get me tickets. So it like it'll just be I'll just be going the same. Um, but I don't think so because I spread the other day that people like 70,000 from the list were getting offered season tickets. Oh, wow. And I'm on that Tottenham uh Hotspur membership, the plus one. So who knows, in a couple of seasons I might get offered it back again, which I definitely take. Like I definitely regret giving it up now. But like the group that I used to go with, a large chunk of them didn't renew either. Yeah. And that was the main part of me going, like, for the social things, to see my friends from back in Margate. They used to come up from Margate, and we all used to go together. I mean, I do... I don't want to go completely... We haven't got a topic, so I'm not going off topic, but I do, I, I'm a sad, horrible, horrible Man United fan from down south who's only ever been to Old Trafford about seven or eight times, so I get plenty of grief for that. But um, I do a podcast with some other Man United fans, but, I mean, Spurs this year... Proper football side again, mate. Good Mr. Conti come in and uh, certainly I looked like he maybe ruffled a few feathers, but he certainly got on playing again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about it, we were making some good ground and he only had the same players that Nuno had. 
And then he brought in the two additions, Kulosevsky and uh, the Benton Corps, and they did really well, bulked up the team a bit, um, Kulosevsky especially. And yeah, he's done wonders. Like, we were n- nowhere near the Champions League when he took over, like the mentality, the football, everything. And then he took it, just shows his class. Yeah. That, really. And like, with the additions now, and he's got some backing, who knows what might happen. Well, I mean, I've as I've always liked Son as a player, and I'll just get your thoughts on Harry Kane because I don't. I have a few. I have a few Tottenham fans in a WhatsApp, an old school WhatsApp group. But um, Harry Kane, he is a world class striker. Uh, how? Well, I don't want to ask your personal feelings, but but obviously he nearly left. And there was talk of City last year. Is, is the club as the fans fully embraced him back? Is he is he one of our own again? Yeah, I think so. I would say he is to me anyway. I love Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, I mean, I go to many a parties. So I went to a party the other week and uh, apparently someone said, he sings a lot, doesn't he? And uh, my friend said, yeah, he does. And they went, who's Harry Kane? <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I love Kane. Like, and I think, yeah, everyone's embraced him back. He had his moment. Um, and then he come back and like he, he played really well. So the same as... Um, Rooney did the same at United. He I, to... I was just going to say, Rooney, you know, whether he had his head turned or whether it was, I mean, sort of the, the, the theory is it was more of a sort of, dis, he was more disgruntled with Alex Ferguson in the direction of the club rather than the financial gain, wasn't he? But um, yeah, I, and I think we know, as we're probably going to come on to talk about stuff on Twitter a bit later, you can't believe everything's written in the press and the people writing the stories, they can't write the same thing. So every single journalist puts his own different spin on it. And before you know it, 48 hours later, Harry Kane never wanted to play for Spurs, never wanted to, wants to leave. But what can you do? That's, I guess that's the modern age, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't, personally, I don't really read a lot of it. I wait till it comes on Sky Sports News. Mm. I don't really, because especially, I don't know what it's like with other clubs, but Tottenham... It's unbelievable. There's speculation down the feed by a million different sources. Everyone's a club agent, scout, brother's sister's cousin used to go out of Harry Kane, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. There's so many in the nose, I think they call them. (laughs) Well, we're being linked with every... I mean, I I think down at Man United, I think we're probably going to end up signing De Jong. We normally end up getting these players. It just takes us seven or eight weeks to get them. And then all of a sudden, Man City go and sign Phillips that nobody knows, you know, the deal's going through. So they seem a bit better with their business. But anyway, um, well done to Spurs last year. And if if my side could put together a change of form half as good as that, I'd be a bit happier next year and maybe do a positive podcast about Man United for once. (laughs) Uh, I've mentioned Twitter a bit and the Timeline Skulls. A shout-out to Timeline Skulls there. Uh, as, a, as an ex-drinker myself, a tired drinker, do we say? Um, I appreciate the all the content. And we just said off-air, you're a, you're a huge part of the community, Ben. And like you said yourself, you're not a huge... You know, you'll do the occasional skull, but you're... you're whether, whether the right word is you've been embraced in the community or you've just made yourself a part of the community, I don't know what the, the way to put it is, but what does that what does that mean to you? Because everyone, you know, I won't mention all the names, there's too many names to mention, but everyone has formed such a positive community and it seems like you've got a good bunch of guys and girls push, you know, pulling each other along when you're down and sort of keeping each other up when everything's really good. 
how's it been for you? Because it's, it's been going for a good few months now, these interactions. How have you found it? And have you found it a bit surprising, the community that's popped up? Um, I think it's great. Do you, know, do you remember like Deal or No Deal when uh, they used to open the boxes and they all used to stand there, hold hands? My younger brother was on Deal or No Deal, actually. <laughs> and they used to share the positivity, not the Batman. Yeah, I know what you mean. What's in the box? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you can't magic what's in the box. But yeah, it, like it's it's very like it's very good um, for lifting people's spirits. They all have each other's backs on there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're all very like um, very kind to each other, and they're just having fun. You can't ever berate people for having fun. No. You know, like like I say, like I, I skull once every couple of months, but I get tagged in everything because I, I encourage it and I comment on a lot of it as well. And I'd like to think I'm part of that community. Um, and yeah, I think it's just great fun, isn't it? They're just having a laugh and well, they're just helping each other it, Isn't it? And it's, um, you know, it's gathered... You know, it's it's snowballed to a point, hasn't it? And I've recently I recently enjoyed the sort of the themed uh, sort of weekend, so to speak. I think there was the sort of Banoffee pie beer or whatever it was that 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 went off one week. And obviously, Carpaki Fridays have been a bit of a Carpaki Thursdays. Don't don't shout at me if I've got the day wrong, anyway. Um, I gotta say, I like I like I like Carpaki. It was heaving on it, apart from. Uh, the Guna uh, Dino, he likes it as well. I think there's a couple of others, but I didn't mind it. Out of the skulls, like the um, the themed ones, I think that I didn't do the banana one because I couldn't find it. But out of the skull, I think that was the nicest one. I quite enjoyed the Carbacky. Well, do you know, I was uh, obviously, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so my drinking was uh, in its day up there with some of the best or the worst, you might say. But uh, at my university, as I actually went back to uni as a mature student at 28, and uh, just around, we lived in Warsaw and just around the corner, our sort of eight till late boss man shop, if you will, they stopped um, K-Cider. And I'd, I, before I was a bad drinker, I used to drink K-Cider because I actually quite liked it. I didn't mind the taste of it. And back in the day, I think it was over 8% and it was like 80, 90 beer can. And you could, you could get absolutely walloped on four quid and have a time of your life if you wanted to. And when I saw it pop up the other day and a few people describing it as rat's piss and not very enjoyable i was almost offended as, a, as an ex-k cider man well in margate like that's known like it's churchyard alky gear like <laughs> cider but so is the carbacky one and the skull like yeah. all the ones that like have been the big fiend drinks they're all known as the worst ones that's where yeah. i come from i am um, i I mean, we talked about we we we'll get on to your sort of love of Heineken as you as you're having a sip there for those not watching the YouTube. Oh yeah, after one day. Enjoying a, a cold Heineken, I'm enjoying a cold diet coke. But um, yeah, I lived in I lived in Holland for a couple of summers. I was fortunate enough to be there during the 2010 World Cup when they made that wonderful run to the final. But I used to drink. I think the beer was called Grimbergen or something, and it might have even been Belgian, not not Dutch, but um. It was like eleven point eight percent or something. It was pretty. It was pretty grim stuff. But as a, I was there sort of trying to save money to go back to uni the following year, and for about eighty nine cents or whatever can of beer was, it was, it was fantastic stuff. And I could just, I could put the taste to the back of my mind. But um, yeah, that community. And you say you know you're not sure if you are. You're a huge part of that community. And um, 
have you i know a few of the you know a few of the guys have sort of got together have you have you uh, bumped into anyone offline so to speak or are you more of a just interact on the, on the twitter timeline ben yeah i've met a few people like um there's a group of us actually it's like five of us um we've sort of started talking in um the lockdown yeah because that's when craig was uh I mean, he's still fantastic, but that was for me when he was at his best. Like he kept, like he literally kept everyone going in the yeah. lockdown with his, with his shed videos, and that he literally like he lifted people's spirits because we were all going through shit, weren't we? It was horrible being yeah. locked up and stuff. And he just literally put a smile on everyone's face. Um, and I met a few people then. Um, I'm hoping to meet Craig and the Bear one day, actually. We have said about a meet-up at some point and a few of the other guys. But, yeah, there was five of us, and we're all – six, actually, and we're all still friends now. We meet up. Go, I go to Birmingham. Um, the guy's got a home, home bar. Okay. Um, yeah, we all meet up. Yeah, I'm I mean, I was, I was lucky enough to – sorry, mate, go on. Oh, no, I was just about to say, and um, Spurs, like, when we go to Tottenham – it's like it's like being a celebrity down there, like not in a big-headed way, because there's so many Spurs followers. It, like, there's quite a few that get it. Like you just walk into the ground, and I just get I get like and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. And, yeah, I get spotted. All Spurs is unreal, especially in um, the Brick Players Pub. Like that is Twitter central. Yeah, everyone knows each other in there just from Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I mean, I I was fairly early to twitter i remember we all joined up in the university library sometime i think it was march 2009 but as a as an app as, as somewhere to interact i mean i think it's a brilliant place and i was i was lucky enough to discover sort of craig's profile not in lockdown a bit later but potentially a year ago or something but what that gave me was probably a year of his content that i could sort of then back catalogue so to speak that I could look back through and sort of in yeah. the evenings if I if I wanted something to do I'd just sort of scroll down his timeline and there was an untold amount of content that I was able to sort of look through and laugh at and I you know that that first one with him in the uh in it just in his paddling pool absolutely leathered but yeah, that was yeah. so talk I've got I've got my notes in front of me and it won't be a long discussion and I know really the answer I you're famed for enjoying a Heineken. You're gonna if I ask you why you like or why Heineken, you're gonna tell me I like Heineken, and that's a good answer. But is there what you just you just are you are you that sort of person that you stick with what you like, or is is Heineken just readily available where you live, or you do you do you indulge in other lagers off Twitter, and you tend to just push it, or is it or you, or are you just a a steadfast follower of the Heineken, Ben. I just like drinking Heineken, to be honest. I do like have other things, like a nice red wine. If I drink too much beer, I'll have a red yeah. bottle or two. <laughs> so, like, I'll get involved in those theme days sometimes and have a car packy or something. But generally, it's Heineken. I do like a cider as well in the summer. Yeah. I like those, uh, Henry Weston's, the 8.2s. <laughs> well, that's what this podcast is named after. Obviously, Henry Weston Special Vintage, the 8.2, was yeah. my was my drink of choice. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so, yeah. So that is this. Yeah. People often ask Henry Weston's old mate, where does that come from? And, you know, I'm like, well, I'm a retired drinker and Henry Weston's was my tipple of choice. So I, I need to get a logo made up of me 
and a Henry Weston's bottle sitting on a park bench in a cartoony fashion. That's what I've always had as the in my head as a sort of picture for this podcast. Like, we'll get there one day. Um, you tried the high, so you had the Heineken Silver, because I've seen the Heineken Silver fine around. There's a gentleman whose name I forget. He's been sort of pushing it on his, he's new to the, the sculling. I don't know. So Heineken cold filtered used to weigh in at about three and a half percent, didn't it, back in the day? So is is Heineken silver is is that the the new sort of cold filtered? Is it slightly less percentage? Is it? It's four. Yeah, it's it's a percent lighter, okay. but you you can taste it. Mm-hmm. Like you can taste it. It is um, like my flatmate. He for some godforsaken reason drinks Carling. I'll never know why. But um, yeah. when I've been completely out of Heineken, I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> so I've had, like, um, I've had a Carlin or two. He said to me the other day, actually, he was like, um, did you take a couple of my Carlins? And I was like, yeah, I always like to take a soft drink to bed with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, do you know what? And I'm, no, I might be exaggerating here, but even, even when my drinking was off the scale, you know, full-blown alcoholism, I'd like to think, and please, again, don't shout at me if it turns. If I'd have run out of cider and vodka and all that was in my fridge was Foster's or a Carlin, I'd have drunk a glass of milk. <laughs> I just... I don't know why I did it, to be honest. I was... <laughs> nothing, against, nothing against Carling drinkers or Foster's. Well, some, maybe I have got something against Foster's drinkers. I'm, it used to be a thing. Um, I, I visited Australia years ago as a youngster uh, thought I'd go traveling the world and find my inner me lasted five months and run out of money sadly but um as, as is always the way I touched down in Australia and made a joke about Foster's and was informed that no one in the country drinks it we just send that shit over your way <laughs> yeah. but, uh, let's move on Ben because we've mentioned We've mentioned the community, sort of the, the timeline scales and, and Craig, the landlord and Bear and, you know, everyone. There's too many people to name ordinary and all the, all the you know, my name is Robbo, all the, 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 the famous faces, if you will, and really? all the pos- positivity that's come out of that. But, you know, you've, you've been very honest and I do a few mental health podcasts, obviously addiction recovery kind of goes hand in hand with with mental health and you've been very honest about sharing not necessarily your struggles but you push for people being nice and and not necessarily being arseholes on twitter because there is no need and you lost a good friend of yours i believe it was in may was it sometime and and you you're very open and honest that 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 is a bad month for you um can you are you happy sort of being able to sort of share with us your thoughts on why we need to be a bit kinder online because there is no need for all this trolling bullshit, is there? No. Well, as I say, I've had people like on the in tears to me because of stuff that they've like been exposed to on Twitter. Like I've been said to them on their timelines and stuff. And people say they're like, oh yeah, just rise above it, block and move on. It's never nice to be personally insulted, whether you block someone and move on or not. Like people have feelings. Some people are more sensitive than others. Like, and it's just not a good trait to be a complete arsehole. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not good to be like that. Like, but I always say to people because I, I did open. Like I said, my DMs are open the other day, and I have had some messages. I'm not, obviously not going to say who from, but and I just say that at the end of the day, they've got to wake up tomorrow and still be them. 
and that's something you can be very fucking lucky for. Do you know what I mean? Like, just like, but as I say, people say rise above it, block, but you will get affected by people just right for no reason. Just some people might not. Some people might have thicker skin than me, but I just think like, don't be a twat. Yeah, and it's like you say the the argument from people is block or ignore or you know just just don't rise to the bait but as as humans we're we're pre-programmed to defend ourselves and to a greater extent defend others really aren't we but um yeah there is like like yourself a guy who just wants to spread positive happy vibes with his ukulele and his catchphrase, if you will, and his drink of Heineken, and if he's had enough Heineken and red wine, and then to be, for someone to actively enter your DMs or your timeline just to insult you, to potentially make themselves feel better, or, or I don't really know why some of these people do it, but there really is no need. And and I, I remember a post of yours, you, you did sort of explain it's all very well blocking, but, you know, there is... We need to be better as people, don't we? And I pick this, I'm not going to change Twitter. This podcast isn't going to change Twitter. People say stop rabbiting on, Stuart. But, but if we could all try and be nicer to each other, if, you know, people who get... I've seen some, you know, sculling beer doesn't make you hard. I don't think you guys... The, the guys out there sculling beers, it's not about the sculling beers, is it? It's about the community and the positivity. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about look at me. It's just everyone's just having fun. Yeah. Oh. Hello, what do you want? Hello, animal. Um, so before we uh, before we finish off, Ben, um, you ran a little podcast of your own. I did. Um, what a hit, son! <laughs> and, to, uh, and sorry, I've just I've just had a message. I'm just going to reply. Uh, so talk us through it, Ben. So when did it start? Sorry, I'm I'm back. When did it start? It was it was based. It was a football based podcast. When did it start? How long did it run for? And talk us through it. So basically, um, I've always wanted to do something like that. I'm like I'm like that because I did. Um, I got an A level in like media studies and film studies and stuff. So I've always wanted to be a part of stuff like that. Um, so I ended up doing a retro football podcast. I was very fortunate. I mean, I got Chris Kirkland and Colton Palmer on, and then I got a few. Okay few mates as well that came on that were very kind enough to come on but it's like I struggled because I got very nervous right like um like you're very good at the ad hoc questions I'm not too good at that I kind of freeze a little bit I can rabble all day if someone's asking me questions <laughs> but right. when it comes to presenting I freeze a little bit and some of these footballers like again mentioning no names they want a ridiculous amount of money I remember one who's like it would have been good for the podcast, but like he's not Cristiano Ronaldo, and he wanted like four hundred pounds for thirty minutes. <laughs> I mean, like it's uh, it's like it's it's crazy to be honest. So it's hard to get people on. Yeah, and um, also I'm very nervous, so I kind of just called it a day to be honest. So how many how many episodes did you put out then? Four or five. Okay, and is it is it still available? Because if it's available, I'll go back and have a listen. Yeah, it's what I hit, son. It's on YouTube still. Yeah, I kept okay. it up. I would say the one with Colton Palmer, I got applauded for that being quite good, actually, and I really enjoyed that. And he was a very... Kirkland was quality as well, but he was he was brilliant, Colton Palmer. He was a very nice guy. 
I remember I was working because at the time he was living somewhere in a different time zone. And um, yeah, was I, he, he was over, was he coaching out in the Middle East? Yeah, somewhere. I, yeah, I think you're right. But I remember I got the timing wrong and uh, he sent me a message when I was at work saying, where are you? Are we starting? And I was like, this is a bit surreal, getting a message of Carlton Palmer asking where I am when I'm at work. <laughs> and we ended up doing it the next day. But yeah, he was brilliant. He actually supported the podcast afterwards as well. And we had a couple of chats after that. Yeah, he was he's a really nice guy and he talks a lot of sense as well. It's um yeah, I mean I've I haven't I, I have emailed, obviously on the addiction recovery side of things, I have sent emails to prominent ex-footballers you know a couple of them without mentioning any names a couple of them used to play for your arch rivals Arsenal uh, and England and I didn't expect a reply uh, didn't get one but um, it's if if I mean if I'd set my sights on on sort of those I think I'd have stopped by now because you don't get I don't seem I don't seem to get responses from any agents or I've sent plenty of emails to high profile, not necessarily sportsmen, but high profile people in the public eye who have been very open and public about their sort of battles with either addiction or anxiety and depression. And I haven't heard anything back. And obviously they don't owe me a response uh, at all, but um, I've, I've moved this sort of podcast Certainly, something like this—a good fun piece—and this is this will be fun on Twitter for 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 the community that you're a big part of, and and uh, and hopefully a few other people will pick up on this. But my my addiction recovery ones, I I decided it was better to sort of aim at those more personal stories, and if it only gets twenty or thirty listens on on my sort of podcast, hopefully if one or two of those people sort of pick up or, or, or take a positive or reach out, then we've done our job. But um, that was wonderful. And I'm certainly going to go back and listen to that Carlton Palmer one. And, and I actually, I have actually DM'd Chris Kirkland because of his, he's, he's had his sort of battles as well. But um, Ben, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, is there anything you want to you want to say before before we finish up i think we're about we're about covered all my notes um i think i'm all good apart from there might be some people wondering if they're watching this i'm getting a few people asking about the charity event because i said there's going to be a charity event uh very vainly called nibfest (laughs) (laughs) it's not because it's vain it's because it's funny um but we're in uh me and my good mate we're in uh the middle of arranging like a charity event for He's going to go for like a diet. We're going to do a charity each. I think a, a diabetes charity is close to his heart. And I'm going to go for a mental health charity, mind. Um, we're sorting out the finer details. We're trying to get the venue. I've got a couple of people, well, a few people that are interested in performing. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be, it'll be like a daytime thing. There'll be lots of activities on raising money and all the money will go to the charities. Fantastic. Yeah, so with, that is pending because I've had a few people ask me about that. And um, yeah, that is on the way of being sorted. No fixed date yet, but we are working on it. Well, I tell, I tell you what, if, 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 we, if, if I can help in any way, I don't have much of a following on Twitter. But if you guys, once it's all confirmed, if the pair of you want to come on and we can put together a four or five minute little promo video or podcast just to let everyone know what's going on, we'd be happy yeah. to have you on again, mate. Lovely. Thank you very much. All right. Well, that, all that leaves me to say is 
Benjamin Nib, thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on Henry Weston's Old Mate, the podcast. And guys listening and watching, don't forget to follow the channel. And if you can give us a little review, that'll be even better. This has been another episode of Henry Weston's Old Mate, the podcast with Ben Nib. Thanks so much for coming on, Ben. No problem. Pleasure. Thanks for having me.